Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OrthoBullets podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of Plica found under the Knee and Sports section at orthobullets.com. Let's begin with a quick summary. Plica syndrome is defined as a painful impairment of knee function resulting from the thickened and inflamed synovial folds, which are usually found medially. Diagnosis is made clinically with pain over the medial peripatellar region with possible palpation of a thickened cord. Treatment is mainly non-operative with NSAIDs and physical therapy to focus on hamstring strengthening. Arthroscopic plica excision is indicated in refractory cases that fail non-operative treatment. Now let's get into the episode. Remember that 50% of patients will present with the history of blunt trauma to the anterior knee. And in terms of the pathophysiology, plica are embryologic remnants of synovial folds, and the most common plica are the ligamentum mucosum, which is the most common plica overall, and is located in the intercondylar notch. The suprapatellar plica is located in the suprapatellar space, extending from the medial wall of the knee toward the lateral wall, and the medial plica extends from the infrapatellar fat pad to the medial wall of the knee, and it is most commonly irritated from abrading the medial femoral condyle. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms may include snapping sensations, buckling, knee pain on sitting, and pain with repetitive activity. On exam, one may note tenderness in the medial peripatellar region, a painful, palpable medial peripatellar cord which can be rolled and popped beneath the examiner's fingers, and provocative tests include holding the knee in full extension while the examiner tries to flex against the patient's resistance. The examiner again pushes the patella medially while palpating its medial border. If pain is produced with or without a click, it is considered a positive test. In terms of imaging, an MRI can help to detect plica but has a low sensitivity. And with regards to treatment, non-operative options include activity restriction, NSAIDs, and physical therapy. This is indicated as most cases can be treated non-operatively. Specific physical therapy regimens include moist heat applications and hamstring stretching, and remember that resistive strengthening exercises are avoided in the early rehabilitation phases. Operative options include arthroscopic resection of a lesion, but remember that this is indicated only in rare cases of plica band syndrome that are not responding to non-operative treatment. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to plica syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old male weightlifter presents to your office with anteromedial knee pain worse with repetitive flexion extension of the knee. He reports feeling a popping sensation along the medial aspect of the knee when he squats. On exam, you note a negative McMurray's test but feel a prominent fold of tissue over the anteromedial knee joint that is painful with flexion and extension of the knee when the tibia is internally rotated. Given these findings, what is the next best step in management for this patient? Any answer choices are Choice 1. Activity modification and physical therapy. Choice 2. Diagnostic arthroscopy. Choice 3. MRI. Choice 4. Platelet-rich plasma injection. Or choice 5. Patellar stabilizing brace. The best answer to this question is Choice 1. Activity modification and physical therapy. This patient likely has a plica in the medial aspect of his knee and should initially be treated conservatively with activity modification, physical therapy, and hamstring stretching. Plica syndrome of the knee is caused by abnormal embryologic development of the knee synovial folds, which can lead to hypertrophy and inflammation. Relevant synovial plica include suprapatellar, lateral, medial, and infrapatellar folds. Most commonly, 
patients complain of anterior knee pain with popping and clicking sensations upon repetitive knee flexion and extension. These symptoms can be more prominent in patients with poor quadriceps tone or muscular imbalances about the knee. On exam, plica can be identified as a band-like structure that can cause pain with flexion extension of the knee with the leg and internal rotation. Initially, treatment should consist of physical therapy and hamstring stretching with avoidance of repetitive jumping, squatting, or lunging activities. These therapies are normally quite successful in improving the patient's symptoms. MRI may be warranted with failure of conservative measures, although its sensitivity for detection of plica is somewhat limited. While arthroscopy is considered the gold standard for diagnosis and treatment, conservative measures should be attempted first as they are often successful in improving symptoms. The publication by Lee et al. provided an overview of the management of synovial plica syndrome. They review symptoms of the process and best diagnostic practices to accurately identify plica syndrome. Further, they discuss that non-operative treatment strategies are usually successful in decreasing pain and allowing a return to function, although arthroscopy and plica excision is needed in a small percentage of patients who fail conservative measures. The publication by Griffith et al. reviews the diagnosis and treatment of medial plica irritation, again noting that plica tend to cause most symptoms with repetitive flexion and extension activities. They note that diagnosis is primarily clinical and that MRI is nonspecific in regards to a specific diagnosis of plica syndromes. They finish by reviewing treatment, noting that there is a very good chance of symptom improvement with rehabilitation focusing on quadriceps strengthening, hamstring stretching, and avoidance of aggravating activities. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Diagnostic arthroscopy would not be initially indicated without failure of non-operative management. Choice 3. MRI may be indicated after failure of conservative measures, although suboptimal sensitivity for plica detection remains a concern. Choice 4. PRP injection would not be indicated before conservative measures. And choice 5. A patellar stabilizing brace has not been shown to improve outcomes alone in cases of plica or anterior knee pain, and physical therapy should be initiated to address muscular imbalances. That's all for this review about plica. We hope that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session from OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on orthobullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the OrthoBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the OrthoBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the Or The Bullets podcast.